Shepherds of Men is a secular movement started by three men of faith. We wholeheartedly believe that when we get the men right, we get the world right. We believe this because we believe that men are created and called to be leaders, and we believe there is an alarming deficit of leadership in our world today. And although the three of us have come from drastically different backgrounds, our core principles have given us a unified voice that is needed now more than ever to pave the way for a fundamental change in our culture. We are quite literally calling men to something great. Welcome to the movement. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Movement, where we are killing off the passive male and actively forging influential men. I'm with my boy, Cam. What's up? And we got a special guest, Chase, in the house. He's about to bring it today. Uh, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Like, we don't even we don't even have any topics or anything like that, which is kind of how we roll. So, like, right, roll it off the uh, right off the tip of the tongue, and then we'll figure it out after we say right it. Right off the tip. Just right <laughs> off the tip. Let's get into a flow here. So, uh, before we get started, um, if this is bringing value to you, make sure that you're sharing this uh, with other uh, individuals or people that you think could uh, could utilize some of the information that we're dropping in this in this podcast here. You can go find our stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm not going to go through the whole list. YouTube, there, it's we're just about everywhere. You can find us on shepherdsof.men uh, at our website there. Um, and then obviously our handles within Instagram, Facebook, InstaTwit. Twitter, whatever, all the other other platforms that I don't like outside of what we do here. So um, with all that being said, uh, I'm really, really pumped about having Chase in here. Chase, we had an opportunity to meet uh, I kind of officially in person at uh, at the uh, EV4, right? It was EV4 yeah. for the, the uh, reprogram everything event that was going on uh, over in Smithville. So uh, Really enjoyed our interaction there, man, doing some big things, really kind of eye-opening on a lot of areas, uh, especially when it comes to, to family and drive and, and different things. Like you really gave me a, a renewed interest in, and not that I didn't, didn't care about my family beforehand, but. You didn't really like his kids <laughs> until I met you. <laughs> you really made me like my children. Uh, no, but I mean, just, just a, uh, the sense of urgency that I got from you that you live with, uh, with your family and stuff like that. And I think sometimes high achievers get stuck in this perpetual motion of saying, you know, Oh, I got to be the provider and I got to get out there and I gotta, I gotta make more money and I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And then they end up spending all their time away from their family, which is the whole reason they're doing all the shit is so yeah. they can, they can provide for their family. So, um, you know, first and foremost, thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to come on here, man. I know that there's going to be a lot of people that benefit from a lot of the words that you have to say. And uh, like I said, no, no agenda whatsoever, man. Uh, just don't hold anything back. That's the only thing that we ask. That's good. That's good. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned that about you and I love it. If you needed a little bit of a filter, I'd be like, ah, you're going to have to uh, interview me. It's going to be a Q&A. <laughs> you're going to have to keep some stuff out. But uh yeah, man, it was great to meet you guys. We're really aligned in like mission and vision and kind of like what we're passionate about. And uh, like you said, I'm, I'm with the program and uh, I coach the family over there. And it's super like it's been interesting for me, um, you know, because I'm super passionate about it. But it's it's interesting how the passion, like what fuels us can also like break us a little bit. Right. It's the thing that can like, you know, like like you said, you mentioned do like go out and they, they try and kill it you know to to you know i know so many entrepreneurs who ruin their family in pursuit of what they were looking to build for their family 
and they kind of like neglected it, didn't water it, make it happen. On the flip side, there's those dudes who use their family as a shield, right? Where it's like, man, I'm going to be a good dad so they don't go out and kill the buffalo like they need to kill the fucking buffalo because they're like using their family as like an excuse and I've caught myself on both sides, right? Where it's like, oh, do I really need to go be a dad right now or is the best thing for me to do for my family is go fucking hunt? Yeah. And sometimes the answer is to hunt. Right. Like that's just what the answer is. So, like sometimes we got to, we got to kill it. So there's like balance on both sides of those things. But most dudes default, most high performers will default to the, Hey, my wife's got it. My kids got it. Like, like if I just produce, this will take care of itself. And that's seen it time, time and time again. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. No I think that's the aim is what you talked about is the balance, like being able to identify when you need to play, which role, you know, there are times when I need to kiss the boo-boos and, and, cuddle up with my four-year-old and just love on him but there's also times that my four-year-old needs me to go fucking hunt and he needs to see me yeah. do that you know he, he needs, and he needs to be sad that i'm leaving but know why i'm leaving yeah you, know? he needs you be a monster bro like exactly yep. so it's like it's it's when do i kiss the boo-boos as much as i can yep exactly. but like i can't use my family as my shields from taking risks and being the man out over here because i'm oh yeah but i'm, I'm being a good dad you know i'm being a good dad let me you know take this morning off should you take the morning off or are you just rationalizing it or you just rationalize it so you're a good dad right you yeah, know so there's yeah. there's two sides of that coin right I, it was interesting as i started the coach family i've seen that more than i thought i would yeah. you know like as i started to coach men i don't coach women you know just because our group's all men you know so i don't have a, a lot of like like time under the belt talking to women um but with men i'm, I'm intrigued to see you know how many of them kind of like oh yeah well you know, I'm being a dad. It's like, okay, are you? Because what a dad does, you know, you're intentional with your time with your kids, but you also got to make some fucking money and provide some stability and show them what a man does, which is all things, right? Like you got to be, you got to do both. You got to be connected at home and you got to go, you got to go make it happen. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You, you talk about balance too. I just, I just had a conversation I, and I'd like to go into your, your story a little bit and, and kind of your past, how you got to where you're at. And then, you know, maybe your, your, um, uh, your relationship with kind of Nick and the program and how you got, how you got into all that stuff. Cause we didn't get a ton of time to talk about all those things, but just based off of the conversation that we we're just having, I had a conversation with a gentleman uh, not too long ago and he was talking to me and he said, man, I don't know how you do what you do. He said, you've got high level corporate job. You got four kids. You're still like working out, getting after it in the gym. You own a business outside of it that you're developing right now from a startup and stuff like that. How the hell do you do all that? Cause he just had a little girl and he was asking me about it. And I said, dude, like, ultimately you'll, you'll start to find out that when you have, when you have things that, that require your time, you start to be extremely intentional about the time that you spend. I don't go to the gym and bullshit around for an hour and a half and sit there and talk to people and, and, you know, play grab ass while I'm in the gym. I'm very intentional about my workout. I get into the gym. I do what I need to do and I get out. Plus I get up at 5 a.m. in the morning because I have to get up at 5 a.m. in the morning to accomplish the things that I need to accomplish. The fact of the matter is your plate's bigger than you think it is. You're just putting everything over on one side of it. And then you the other side of the dish over there trying to eat a main course. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the other half of the dish is Netflix. You have a lot of time left in your day that you're not utilizing right now. And he, it was funny because he came back to me and he was like, man, dude, you're right. He said, to be honest with you, I've been more intentional about my time with my daughter. I've been more intentional about my exercise and stuff like that. And he said, I started to realize that I was wasting a lot of time throughout the day. Well, it's usually mental bandwidth, right? Yeah. 
like so so i i i wrestled in college and in high school like these ears were free you know they are, they're not big enough but they're big enough to beat they're, they're there but uh but uh yeah so every practice wrestling is like a grueling sport bro like no matter what like it's it's not like hee hee ha like we're playing a game like like it's not it's not fun it's rewarding it's different right yeah. and every practice you're gonna hit a wall and there's gonna be a time where you either like go in or you survive you either decide to be a fucking baller and like 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 put your whole effort or like man we got 30 minutes left. Let me just, I'm just going to survive the rest of this. And that's really what it comes down to. Like with, with life is like, you have moments where it's like, look, you can choose to survive the day. And we've all done this, right? We're both, we're both dads. It's like, man, I'm just waiting for bedtime and holy shit, I'm chilling out. Right. But that's the most critical moment is like, is when that moment comes that you, you, it's time to break. It's not like here we're saying, I need a break. I need a break. But that's, that's all. It's never true. You know, because everybody knows they have time. What they really look at is like mental energy and balance. I think is bullshit. It's about harmony. Yeah. You can't have balance. You'll never have eight hours a day with your kids or twelve hours a day with your kids. You'll never have the same amount of time with your family that you do to like build the business and so forth. Right. Like rarely does that happen. It's about harmony more than it is about balance. It's about being intentional when you have the time and not thinking when you get home or or when it's time. It's like, oh man, whew, it's time to rest. No. It's not time to rest. When dad's home, he sets the tone, right? Mm. And some days, like, look, I fucking crushed that. And other days, it's like, man, you sucked. And that's when you got to, like, re, like reanalyze and reinvent and plan and plot the next day and just hit it, you know? And, like, it comes from intentionality with each block of that time. And it, it, it's – I think balance is one of the biggest bullshit myths people think it is, right? Like, it's, it's not – you can't balance time. Yeah. You can make it work together and weave together, but you'll never have. I love that. You'll never be able to freaking balance as much time with your family, with your business, or with your fitness, or all those things. You don't have enough time. Yeah, balance is a poor choice of words on my part earlier. I love company for sure. It is. It is. How do I find work-life balance? Yeah, but but you're right though. The way that you're stating it with harmony, it makes so much more sense because it's all blended together. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur in some sense for over 15 years. And it's always been, and I've had kids for nine. So there's always been some kind of harmony between those things, between family and businesses, and then also other responsibilities, whether it be, you know, in the community or church or just personal disciplines with health and fitness. And it all has to come together. And, you know, I'm thinking about even like right now, you know, we're, we're blending this into our day. Like JP still has a corporate job. I still run a small business. We have families. You, you have another company that you run. Um, and, and we're sitting down to record this podcast and it's not like it's the, a balance with what our kids are doing right now. My kids know how it works. Like we were on a call earlier today with a new client and they just understand like, this is part of the day. This is what daddy does. And we work with it and we roll with it. And the guy that was on there was like, if the kids come in, make sure to introduce them. I'm like, dude, we always do. If they yeah. pop in the room, they're going to hop up here and say, Hey, and look you in the eyes and say, nice to meet you and all that good stuff. And that harmony piece of it, it's we, when we look at just doing life, this is just what we do in life. There's all these other th things that you do. It's all one life. It's not, like you said, it's not on different scales. So that, I mean, that makes so much sense. I hope people are getting that. Yeah. I think it's the toughest thing to master as well. Right. Yeah. Because you, know, you never have as much time with your wife. You never have as much time with your kids. Like you'll never, you'll never have as much time as you want, but like it's maximizing the time that you have and being intentional with it. Otherwise it just goes to like, Hey, we're, we're coasting. You know, we're coasting yeah. through this bar when really it's like, you know, you're accelerating through that corner, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I remember when I was younger, man, and I, I was, I was, 
I was full up I, when I was younger and I didn't have any kids. Like I didn't have any extra time. I remember that I, I used to talk about all the time. I'm so busy. Oh man. I'm so busy. Yeah. But, and then, and then I had somebody challenge me and rightfully so. And so well, that's fine. You could be busy, but are you productive? shit <laughs> probably not um and it's and that's the hardest part right is yeah. being productive because it's so easy for us to check the boxes of what we need to do but did we actually move the needle yeah. right yeah like, so for me if, if if i'm if when when i'm crushing it on point it's it comes from planning like i have to like plan every single day check in how did that day go if i don't plan bro i'll be busy all day long and i'll look back and day like dude i didn't do shit yeah yeah, like crazy. I was, I was, busy all day and didn't do shit. I love it. I yeah. wasn't as intentional with my kids. I wasn't, you know, like I didn't have like I didn't have a blueprint for my day. But yeah. if I'll actually sit down and like plot out my day, have my plan of attack, have everything done, and then okay, now when I'm home, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And at the end of the day, obviously it always goes tits up. Like it's never, you know, it's rarely perfect, you know. But at the end of the day, I can course correct, like re like look back, see what went good, see what went bad, and then what can I do better, and then go into the next day. And it's, it's a game changer, but it's so easy to drift. You know, it's so easy to drift. Have you guys read Outwitting the Devil? Yes. yes. Man, yeah. such a good book. Dude, put that thing on the Bible. That thing, that book is yeah. incredible. Like, it's yeah. so killer as far as that principle of drifting. Oh, or yeah. Being definite. yeah. And drifting right now is so easy. And it's easy to feel like you're definite when you're actually drifting. There's so many activities that are like mental masturbation. Yeah. You know? for us to get into it's why i stopped i stopped reading like a ton of books i'm reading six this year over and over and over because my family was like look i'm just i'm reading books to say i'm reading books you know like am i executing and implementing what's in this book at the level that it needs to be implemented in or am i like mentally masturbating and feeling good and it's good to pump myself full of positivity you know full of good stuff and good knowledge but it's more important for me to execute and implement than it is for me to like Oh, I, oh, what's the latest and greatest? Oh, there's a new book. Oh yeah. Let me just, I need, I need to listen to this so I can talk to people about it. It's like, no, no, I need to like implement the stuff that I learned in the, in these other incredible books that I've read. So I'm just, I got the same like six books on repeat right now. Yeah. You know, like my rationalization was always like, yeah, but I mean, even if I'm blowing through it, it's getting in my subconscious. I mean, I'm still reading it, so it's getting in there. So I'm just going to keep blowing through shit. And that's, yeah, that's good. But like, how about we do what you're doing be more intentional and bring it to the conscious you know, and actually have it be a part of our life and our day. I mean, well, it, I, I, I've had, I, I fall into the box checking. That is something that I have to be very, very cautious about because I am a, I want to achieve. And that's easy for my brain to go. I'm achieving. Cause I checked it off, you know? Yeah. And that's why I decided to do this. Cause it's still a good activity to pump myself with good knowledge. You know, there's a ton of great books out there. There's a lot of great authors with great stuff. But as I reflected over like the last and I got really into personal development probably about 10 years ago and like being up to date. And I look back and like, oh, that was a great book. Oh, that was a great book. And then as I started rereading, it's like, dude, you didn't do any of this shit. <laughs> right. Like you didn't do any of this. Like you, now you know it, you can talk about it and impress people, but like, who cares? Like this isn't ingrained into your, into your being yet. So let's pick what we want to be ingrained and like, let's go deep on that. And I still think it's great to fill yourself full of positivity and great podcasts and great stuff. But I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, draw the line between absorbing and actually executing yeah no that's a that's a that's a great point that's something that we've talked about for a while we actually when uh when we did the podcast with nick um that was something that we brought up was being more intentional about what we're doing so instead of instead of just reading it to say hey i got i got some pages in stuff like that and i'm i'm on i'm on track it was like 
you're not getting off easy. You're going to read it. And then you're going to turn around. You're going to write down your thoughts from it because it's not, it's not, it's how you digest that book, you know, and then obviously the action that you put behind it afterwards, you know, the actual practical application of the education that you're pulling from the book is what's more important than anything. Cause you know, we, we talk about it all the time, like a, a sponge that's full that just sits there, gets moldy, you know, and you'll do the same thing. If you don't squeeze that sponge out every once in a while, you'll get moldy and frustrated because you're not taking any action on everything that you have. Absolutely, man. Mental masturbation. I read that again. I, I That's when I regular read simply because the propaganda machine right now is so big. Like it's so big. Every yeah. platform, every meme, yeah. everything you turn to, every email you get in your inbox, there's so much propaganda and, and and like fear spiking it's like dude yep. this is old shit they've been doing this since the freaking mm. dawn of time this is yeah, way more access to people now and like get yeah. in front of you so much easier yeah it's so it's easy scary. it's so much easier to invade your space with it than yeah. it's ever been and like when you when like that book's so dope because like when you see what like the fears they're preying on it's like oh dude like they've been doing this forever oh yep. yeah yep. yeah every leader's done that kind of stuff and it's not just it's not just leaders it's companies it's businesses everybody's praying on fears everybody's putting together propaganda and bullshit yeah. well it sells like, propaganda is just great marketing yeah right? it like gets attention it really is yeah. fear-based like carnal like let me scare the shit out of your health let me scare the shit out of your wealth let me share let me scare you about wars let me scare you about like people not liking you it's like dude and let, everything and then let me give you my solution and yeah let me give you my solution or if it's government propaganda let me keep you in fear so i can just like yeah just control you yep. just do whatever you want right yeah, like, yeah. you just yeah. stay at home and that's, we got well, you and that's but but this is the whole point like every time we get into this kind of conversation i i think back of when we first were creating this podcast and this movement it was the whole point is we need influential men we need men that aren't pussies that are willing to stand up and do what you just did which is to say this is bullshit like you know you're getting brainwashed by companies by governments by whatever like it's not okay to stand there and let eve give you the apple or watch her bite it and not say anything about it like you got to fucking speak up man yeah and and do something you do something like and don't fall for it for yourself number one but then like do whatever you can to bring your brothers alongside of you to get their minds clear and then for sure the next generation especially if, i mean if you got kids i say it all the time dude if you got kids i don't know what else you need to get motivated like it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me for sure, dude. It, 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 it's that that constant connection with them, right? Like, I think every every there's not a dude alive that like wouldn't die for their kids, right? Like, I, I don't know any of them that would be like, oh no, like I'm I'm choosing me over them. Like every one of us would. Like it's very easy. Like mm -hmm. I have a Horcrux out there. Like this thing is I got a little piece of me. Like yeah. when Zach talks about like, hey, you're enough. Like you are you are a complete being. Like I'm not. I'm split. I got two other beings right here that are part of me out here running around, bro. I'm not. I like. I'm not just myself anymore. I, I've got like, like subconscious I'm imprinting on all day, every day. Like, it's crazy to think about that. And it's like, all right, cool. Now, how do we, how do we show them? Like, it's not about what we teach them. It's about what they learn. Those are two separate things. So like, like there's a thousand examples of that. I could talk about with my own upbringing and what my parents taught me and what I learned or what my church taught me and what I learned or whatever. But like, those are two separate things completely. And now I have to think about what are my kids learning from me? Are they learning fear? Are they learning, are they learning like numbing? Are they watching dad numb out? Are they watching dad survive? Like, what are they, what, not, what am I telling them? Oh, bro, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do that. No, like they're learning shit from who I am and who am I today? 
and the, and the uh, worst yeah. thing you can do for them is say one thing and do something else because that you mentioned the church and we talk about this a lot too is you know, we get the question all the time with the name shepherds amen you know is it a religious based thing no it's not the shepherds part was actually an idea from one of our co-founders who was then became our producer who was the only person that's not a professing christian in our group <laughs> you know like he was the one it was more like shepherding like more like the military mindset of shepherding your brothers through through war or whatever but but the truth is we i grew up in church i grew up in, in like deep south mississippi baptist church and when i think back now consciously as i was growing up i wasn't paying as much attention to this i i saw it but i didn't really think about it but now i look back and i go man they were telling me all kinds of great stuff that was true but they were living they were it was a facade like the way they lived their life did not line up with what they were saying and it wasn't that their life was bad it's just that it was different than what they were preaching it's like if you'd have just preached from like where my my current church my my pastor's just like dude i i've screwed up a lot like i you know he's just super transparent he still believes the truth and he still teaches the truth but he doesn't teach it from a from a pedestal it's it's more like we're all in this together yes. you know from a frame like must be seen as i must be seen as like look i gotta be seen as me yeah yep. a lot of people are worried about that shit you know and i have i think everybody has been as well just like you guys put together this podcast like do i got it all do i got it all enough together to like do it like no just be where you're at bro yeah be exactly where you are and do do the best that you can with what you have and like that's just what it is and most people are afraid of that they want to be seen a certain way they want to be they want to appear to be bigger than they are or whatever it is and it's like dude that's that's uh well, I did at least a couple of Lamborghinis if you want to get some Instagram pictures later. Uh, yeah, yeah, we you can always do that. Lisa Lamborghini, take some photo ops and throw it up yeah. on your IG account, get some followers. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna Photoshop Josh's arms onto mine. <laughs> and, uh, I'm gonna wear a tank top. Thing, <laughs> I'm gonna do the same thing. That's my next my next uh, Instagram growth hack. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bought these Lamborghinis and have all these chicks hanging on me and and have have this physique and stuff like that. And I only work five hours a day to do all that five hours a day baby <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna teach you how i did it no. <laughs> right it's not what i built. and my kids are on instagram going you're full of shit <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. I, I i saw i saw it's funny that just since we're talking about this i saw something i guess it was yesterday uh when i was posting some stuff because i was scrolling through and uh there was a there was a woman on there and you know obviously blonde headed all 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 dressed up and stuff looking all uh looking nice and perfect and stuff like that and she's talking to the camera and you can hear a little girl over there and uh she's like you see her like look around at the camera and then look back at her mom and she goes that's not what she really looks like <laughs> <laughs> nice like, well, oh. it's, it's rough on women these days but but uh that's yeah it's it, it, social media is a whole nother game dude it's 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 a facade well, it requires mental maturity if you're going to use it. I, I mean, you've got to understand that like, and that's, that's, I actually get into these conversations with my wife about stuff. Cause my wife, she doesn't, she doesn't walk around in fear by any means, but she does, she does soak things up more than I do. As far as stuff goes, like I'm more of a, like, I'm not going to live my life in fear. If the kids fall, we'll pick them back up, you know, kind of thing. She's a little bit more of the, you know, she's, she's a mom. So she's got the nurturing yeah. side of her a little bit more, but like something will happen and it's like in some podunk town in California or something like that. Some guy breaks into a house and like steals a kid or something like that. She's like, are all our windows locked and stuff like that? And I'm like, honey, listen, the, the only difference in 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And now is you're aware of what's going on in California. 20 years ago, they weren't. If it didn't happen in your community or people that you talk to, like it didn't happen. 
Social media has done nothing but shrunk the world. Now you see all the problems. Yeah. And then what it does, it creates like, like, first of all, they want to say all that shit all the time because it's going to get clicks. It's going to get ads. Like when they prey on our fears, it's like, dude, we're going to look at it. I catch myself. Like when I watch news or when I see anything, it's like, what is this? What is this making me feel? Is the, what's the intent of this making me feel? If any of it's fear, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out like instantly. I'm out. I don't care how true it is. I don't care any of that shit. Like if the purpose of this content is to make me feel fear or frustration, I'm done. Because you can't control it, you know, and in the position we're in as leaders, which this is, you know, something we were talking about, kind of what we're about beforehand. But, you know, we believe that that men were created to be leaders, whether they want to be or not. You know, like that's what you were designed to be. Doesn't make you better than a woman. It just means that's your role. Women are leaders in, in, in areas as well, too. But by design, we are leaders. So if we're filling our brain full of shit that's, you know, creating fear and anxiety and, you know, uh, pause in, in our actions, then we can't lead. We can't lead properly. And like you said, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter if it's true. We still can't control it. I can't do anything about it. You know, all I can do is, is take care of myself. Really, all I can do is take care of myself. And then I can lead my family through a good version of myself. I, but I can't even take care. I mean, I can't control them either. Yeah, I just got to show them the way. Absolutely. And talking about leadership, that's that's interesting because I, first of all, completely agree. And like, it, like I've I had I've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of men about their marriages, and it, it's so interesting about their relationship and so forth. And like, your woman wants you to lead. Like, maybe not. She doesn't mean she's gonna follow you everywhere. Whatever she says doesn't mean she's gonna be like submissive or whatever. She wants you to be at your edge. Like, she yeah. wants you to be the man. Like she doesn't like most women don't want you to be like safe and like they they, they want to feel they want to feel safe they don't want you to yeah. be safe they want to feel safe because they know you can handle it right right but like look at when I felt like the most attracted attractive like to my wife and it's always when I'm at my edge it's always when yeah. I it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what's in the checking account it doesn't matter what's on the bank statements it's when I'm like fucking engaged in the thing that I'm doing and I'm going after it. And I'm in like pursuit of a goal and like, dude, that, like, that's what, that's what they want us to be. They want us to be the best version of ourselves. Our women fell in love with us, not for who we are, but who we can be as well. They fell in love with both. And who we pretended less, to be to get them. <laughs> you know, being less than we can be, Sahara Desert, bro. Yeah. He is just not having it. Like yeah. they, they, there's an instant unattraction, uh, unattraction that comes from that. Yeah. We, we used to, we used to have some mentors that, uh, that we were pretty close to that used to talk about that all the time, that, like directed towards women that, that kind of stand as, as a barrier that don't realize yet what they actually do love. Like what you're talking about. Some women don't realize that yet. Some, some women don't realize being with a man that is on fire is the best thing in the world. And, and they used to talk about that all the time. Like the last thing that you want is a man that's lost his dream. Yeah. Because- it, it, I don't know if my wife could point that out. I don't yeah. know if she could, oh yeah, when you were in that phase, like that was just hot. Yeah. Like I don't know if she could pinpoint that. I, that's when I maybe it was me. I don't know. Like maybe I felt the most attractive. So like I, who who knows? But like when I look back and the more I talk to dudes when they're kind of in that stale space in their relationship, it's like, well, dude, of course it's the relationship stale. You're stale. Yep. Yep. Like you're but, stale, bro. You're the tone setter for this thing. Like your woman doesn't want to set the tone for the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, she wants to be honored and respected and loved and and like. Honestly, like I, all of my all of my decisions filtered through my wife's feelings. Like, how do you feel about this? I don't want to know the logic side of this. I don't want you to like 
plus minus is what does your gut tell you about this? But it's like, yeah, this is this is kind of fucky. It's like, okay, cool. I got I gotta, I'm really gonna process through that and look like look a little deeper because her intuition is fire shit. Like it's on every time off, right? Like it's like it's interesting how if we'll just play the roles that we were created to play, how it works. You know, it's almost like it was designed that way. It's almost almost by design. Almost. Uh, Almost. Uh, wait. Well, I, I yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's kind of flip flop because men have shown up as a bunch of bitches for a long time. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Men have shown up as like, like, oppressive at certain times. They've been they've been demeaning. They've been like shitty. And of course, like when there's a lack, when there's a void of masculine energy, your woman will fill it. Yeah. Like period. If you're not full of like purpose, and, and I say masculine, then like. You know, a, a true a true masculine dude doesn't need to like put anybody down and be a shit. You know that right. that word's Dirty got a charge yeah. to it right now, where it's like, oh, there's toxicity. No, no, no. Toxic masculinity is when a man is trying to fabricate his masculinity and pretend like he has more than he has. Mm-hmm. But when there's 100%. an absence of masculinity, like it will be filled by your woman, by by the by the feminine side. She's gonna step in and make that happen. So like, you know, I, I don't really blame women for the current state. I blame men for being shitty 100%. and fabricating like this this whole story of of you know, I'm, I'm the man i'm in charge yeah bullshit that's not a good leader nobody's gonna follow that dude like i wouldn't follow that dude oh you're gonna do it because i told you to yeah fuck you <laughs> actually i'm gonna not do it because you told me to. <laughs> i'm gonna have that same energy i'm gonna have yeah. that same energy right and like i don't think men have shown up well you know like post-industrial era in a way that's powerful you know, like in a way that's in a way that's connected, you know, we've had to turn into like, all right, I'm going to go work. My job is to provide the money and your job is to do yeah. everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we talk about that too. I mean, that was a, that was a big thing for us was the whole toxic masculinity thing that drove me nuts because it was like a miss, a miss, uh, label on that. Like you just said, like, yeah, there, there's no masculinity in those guys. There's a bunch of insecurity and a little boy trapped in a grown man's body is what that is. You know, the guy that comes in, cracks a beer, beats on his chest a little bit, tells his wife to get dinner ready and stuff like that. And then, you know, hey, get these kids out of my way so I can watch TV or whatever it is. Like, that's not to- toxic masculinity. That is a child stuck in a man's body. And then the whole the feminist movement and stuff like that, you know. And, you know, like I, I tell guys, if you don't like shit like that, then change stuff. Like, hold guys accountable. It's men that are the reason why there's this whole feminist movement. Like it's like, hell, and I don't blame them. If hell, if I was a chick and I was doing everything, I, I would, I would be the same way. Like, why the hell well, should we, you, you want to go, you, you got to go to work every day and get to escape from the kids. I want that. Go fuck yourself. Like I'm yeah. going to go to my own money. Like you treat me like shit. Right. It goes back to what you said earlier, dudes escaping. Like that's, you know, they spend all this energy into their careers or whatever, but a lot of times they're just trying to stay away from the house. Mm. Yeah, and when they get home, they're escaping at home. It's like, look, I'm gonna play video games, bro. I, I love, dude. I love video games. I never play video games. I, don't, I have an addicted personality. If I start, I don't stop. Like, I have, I played one video game since we got married. I played it for a month straight. I swear, I worked like six hours a day. Conquered Zelda, the Wild, because like my inner child was just geeking <laughs> out on this freaking stupid video game, and I, I haven't touched it since because like that's what it is. But a lot of dudes will do that day after day after day. They're avoiding responsibility and connection through video games and i think dude video games are better than netflix at least your mind's engaged in an activity you're at least building some competency but like either way you're escaping yeah. and men have been escaping for a long fucking time and now the, the females are filling that role of the masculine that men haven't shown up for right and so like 
it, it's interesting. One of the things that like, uh, you know, look, I travel, I work, you know, like, but if, if I come home and the house is messy, I'm not mad at my wife. I'm a clean. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the man's job is to show his strength and to use it. And if I have it, I should use it. And the likelihood of me not having the strength to cook dinner or the likelihood of me not having the strength to clean or support or do anything or play with the kids is very slim. Like, it's, of course I can do those things. Like if someone came into, a, into my house with a gun, can I protect my kids? Of course. So all that's, all that's different is my mind's fucked up and I'm telling myself I need a rest or I need a rod or I need to do this, that, and the other. But I learned this lesson super interestingly. I was doing like a, a, an event as a participant and they had us carrying these sandbags, like 60 pounds. We had to do like, I don't know, a hundred lunges one way and a hundred lunges back or 50 or whatever. We had to do this group. And there were some rules where it was like, all right, you're not allowed to let the sandbag hit the ground and nobody gets hit the ground. If one person fails, we all fail and we start over. We have some big boys in the group, right? Like you guys have been in these types of training. There's, sometimes there's different, there's different levels of fitness, right? Yep. So I just finished 75 hard, you know, like I'm fit as a freaking fiddle bro running like a six minute mile like i got eight percent body fat and i'm just feeling like on top of the world and i bust down i bust back and i carried my weight and there's a big 300 pound dude named bill homie could barely do the lunge without the sandbag and like he was just struggle busting so i have to carry his bag and i'm i'm talking shit i'm not being a good leader like it was just a really good reflection for me like bro what the fuck like where else are you not carrying your own weight? What the fuck is this, dude? Like I'm, I'm in this grill a little bit, dude. And uh, it was a good experience for him as well because he got to see like, dude, there are other places where I'm not carrying my weight. But after the the exercise was over, the coach ripped me up because like he's like, dude, what the fuck? I have not. There's not been any athletes coming through like you who are crushed. Like I'm crushing every activity. Everybody else is struggling with it, and you're mad that you have that. You have the strength to serve and you're mad that you have to. That's powerful. And I was like, fuck, I started crying. I'm like, dude, where else is this showing up for me? Yeah. Where else in my life am I mad that I have to? I have the strength to serve and I'm mad that I have to. Dude, you you talked about this at EV4. You mentioned the whole when I come home, if the house is dirty, I don't bitch about it. I, I start leading and I start doing it. And I, and transparently, and this, you know, my wife will hear this so, and the world will hear this, but this, this is one of the areas where I am a very a type personality, uh, like my natural tendencies. If I, if I just let my disciplines go, it's, you know, I want things to be organized. I want things to be done. I want it done yesterday, you know, like everything. And, it, and it's like to, to an obsessive kind of degree. Yeah. But, it, and you get, um, and I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't fall back into this, but I still do like, I, I get home and, you know, it, she's been home with the kids all day and we got a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and we got a 16-year-old. It's probably the messiest of all of them. And, you know, if the kid, if the house is a wreck and dinner's not ready and all this kind of stuff, I don't really care so much about the dinner thing, but like, I just want shit to be organized. Like, can we just put shit back when we're done with it? And I have a tendency to get frustrated right, you know, right away with that. And then I start, I start doing it, but I do it with like the whole You're angry cleaning, uh, cleaning her. Yeah. Angry cleaning. Yeah. Like I'm pissed off cleaning. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but so I was very convicted at EV4 when you were talking about this, because it's something I know that, that I have to work on. Um, and, and I still, I still need to, but the, the way you just said that was what, what was again, like if, if you had, you're somebody that has the strength to do it and you're bitching about it yeah, when there's other people that don't your have job is to serve. 
yeah. command our job is to show our highest level of strength and the, most of the time we're trying to conserve yeah. it and if you talk to my wife she'd probably say yes like that you yeah the cool, cool theory bro you know it's like, <laughs> right my yeah. head, like, i'm attempting like i'm like all right bro and like i won't i won't shame clean like like if, if she's having a rough day like dude you guys have had the kids for a day at a time it's like fucking shit everything that can goes wrong does go wrong 100 like you have a plan you have a plot and then it all goes out the window and you and like like the the what i used to do and what i'm very cognizant of not doing is like look if the day goes tits up like don't make her feel worse about it yeah what am i doing here like am i inviting like am i am i inviting the best version of my wife or am i being a dick now of course if i have anger like look i'll angry clean I'll just make sure my energy isn't angry at her, it's angry at the task. Cause sometimes anger is a powerful freaking weapon, dude. Right. Like in those wrestling practices, when I'm getting broken, I'm mad that I'm getting broken. Mm. Like that anger is a tool, bro. Like if I'm not mad, like if I'm just sad, I'm gonna get the shit beat out of me. If I get sad, I turn it into anger and then actually do something with it. Right? Because anger is energy. Sadness is like depleting, right? It's like, ah, uh, you know, depression is depleting. So like using the anger is like a tool, but making sure that it's it cannot. Your wife is so intuitive. Like it cannot be projected onto her. And like there, like she knows. She knows if my energy's off. She'll call me out. Hey, you good? Like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I get that one. Yeah. yeah I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine. It's the F well, word. Sometimes I'll be fine. like, hey, you know what? I'm pissed off. But I'm not pissed off at you. And even if I am, I know it's unwarranted. Just let me do this shit. And we're going to be okay in like an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I know I'm fucked up right here. It's okay. Don't 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 take this. Like you don't need to take this. Like you're you're a whole person over there. Like just don't don't feel my bullshit or do your best not to because it's mine. And I'm trying to I'm figuring it out right now while I fucking back in this stupid fucking room with all the crumbs in it. Yeah. <laughs> let me go do some push ups. I'll be right back. Yeah, let me go hit the bag. Yeah. Like this isn't about you. This is about me. So yeah, I think I think another really important part of that too is understanding like we, we talk about the you know love languages and we've we've promoted the five love languages on this podcast several times, especially for people that are trying to make their relationships work. And it doesn't just have to be relationships with your wife. I mean it could be relationships with your kids, love languages, other you know, acquaintances and stuff like that. But it's very important to understand what makes them tick and stuff, you know, because my, my wife is the angry cleaner. Um, my, my wife is the one that will, you know, if the, if the counter is dirty, my wife will go over there and start picking stuff off, off the counter and go, I guess I'll get this. I guess, I guess I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll take care of this. And I'm, I'm, I'm opposite. I'm just kind of a doer. Now I'm not as, I'm not as, uh, anal as, as Cameron is about everything being perfectly organized and stuff like that. I'm just more of a doer. I'd rather just go over there and just, just do the shit and, and not really, I don't feel the need to say anything to anybody about it. Uh, but it's, you know, it's one of those things. My wife is a big time, um, acts of service love language. So it's me doing stuff for her. The problem is I haven't figured out how to read her mind yet. So I don't always do the right thing <laughs> that day. I'm working on it. Half the time my wife's act of service, half the time is quality time. Half the time is physical touch, but non-sexual physical touch. Cause like I'm, exactly. I'm aggressive, right? Like she's like, Hey, Hey, I need you to cuddle me without trying to bang me later. And I'm like, fuck, why? I don't know how to do that. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not okay. sure if it works like that. Look, look, I just need you to be open to being banged. If you don't want yeah. to, then <laughs> My wife gets mad about, she doesn't want to kiss me. And I'm like, why don't you want to kiss me? 
and and then and then she'll kiss me and I'll get aroused and she's like that's why I'm like well babe, so I, you turn me on that upsets you I don't I don't get it yeah, yeah well I I get it bro because if my wife my wife is like if she doesn't have the brakes on she's just gonna be like yeah. ravaged all day and I get that you know like it's a true story right. uh, but it's also like hey hey let let it flow let the energy flow here you know and, and we're, we're working on that right we're working on that because it's you know marriage is always evolving you can't ever figure it out like because yeah. you're, you're you're both going to evolve you're both going to change the stages are going to change you know we thought we figured it out and we had kids and we thought we had it figured out we had a second kid and then you know like it's always and right now we're in a phase of you know our oldest is four he's on the spectrum our youngest is two you know and so it's kind of like well shoot we thought <laughs> thought we had it figured out now we got all these other variables to come into and it's just like look you know, it's always a state of evolution, I feel like. Just to save you, and so you don't have to keep experimenting, the more you have, the easier it doesn't get. Okay, yeah. so. Like, <laughs> that is the damn If you're looking forward to playing out, don't don't keep having them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, until I have a kid who talks. Like, I don't, I don't have any kids yeah. who talk right now. Until I get one who talks, we're not even talking about another one. We'll figure that yeah. out as we yeah. go. But, like, the, the having kids at home thing, like, having a kid under five where, you know, you don't have school or you don't have activities, or it's kind of like, man, you're in – you're in the thick of it, right? Mm. You're in the thick of that, you know? So we have, we have two and, uh, you know, it, it's just what it is, you know, like it's, yeah, I, I, like I've learned to accept the season that we're in. Like, I'm not going to let like, oh, it's not perfect. That's ah, never going to be fucking perfect. What's that old, what's that song? You're going to miss this. I have to remind myself that a lot of times I'm getting frustrated about stuff. And like, I sing that you're going to miss this. And I'm thinking like, no, the hell I'm not, but you, we will. <laughs> absolutely 100% will like I'm gonna I know when my kids are grown and gone and I'm gonna walk in the living room and it's just spotless and I'm gonna be like man I miss their fucking toys all over the place and yeah, I don't get I don't get mad at the toys like yeah. toys do not bother me like food food messes bother me like food and dishes like that's annoying but toys everywhere brother oh I'm gonna hit the watery eye dude like my, <laughs> my house is living I got these beautiful baby boys you're having yeah. a time over here dude of course I want them to I, like the mess is like a reminder like ah oh, I got these little babies in here. Yep. You know, it's yeah. toy messes. Like the piss mess is annoying because, you know, they can't, nobody can hit the toilet. You know, like, the, <laughs> we're like, hey, you know what? They're learning. You know, like. Does that change? Why am I going to get mad about it? You know, like, I have to remind my wife sometimes, like, hey, you're going to miss this phase. I know you want this yeah. to be over and for you to, like, pursue some, some goals and some dreams and some things outside of the home. But, like, as soon as you get to do that, like, you're going to. You're gonna wish you were right back here. Yes. I want to go back to something real quick. Um, and there's some commentary on this conversation we were having a minute ago about uh, accepting the phase you're in with your spouse, and um, you know, just the the fact that it's always evolving, it's always growing, it's never going to be perfect. Um, I don't remember who it was or where it was, honestly, but basically they were just talking about you know really getting some perspective on the fact that if you're married, then you're telling me that you're upset even though you have a person like we're all we all have our shit like we all have fucked up stuff about us like it, i'm sitting here i'm not bashing my wife i'm just you know saying these are the not things perfect, that bug, yeah. bug me she could come in here and tell you 15 more times more things that bug her i promise you <laughs> and and i'm guilty of all of them i really am so i have to have the reminder of that that i'm not perfect either as much as i think i am sometimes but, but none of us are like all of us have shit that will bug somebody else or bother somebody else or that won't mesh with somebody else. But you had somebody that was willing to commit to you and say, I'll spend the rest of my life trying to navigate your bullshit. If you'll navigate my bullshit. 
and and we're complaining about it dude it, like isn't that weird it, it really like it rocked me when i heard that i was like man that's so true like the fact is she's sacrificing just as much as i'm sacrificing and we've made a commitment to each other so like this is just part of it yeah you, that's one of my weirdest things about coaching and speaking about fatherhood and and being a good husband and being a good spouse is like i'm almost like would would my wife hear what i have to say and be like yeah fucking do that <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. be better at that you know it's like oh, oh, oh you know i'm not perfect right like I, that's the one thing that like yep. you gotta be where you're at you know and like i'm at where i'm at i'm doing my best and i can i can own that and like i'm just super fucking passionate about it dude like being a dad is the most incredible thing ever you know like i i just yep. the first time like like the first time i held my kid like man it was the most incredible experience i've ever had just to, like dude, I have this little baby and I'm, I'm filling up my mask with snot. I'm, I'm doing my best not to cry with it right now because I, I don't, I can't pull it back half the time. But, uh, but like the amount of love that I felt for that kid is it's powerful. It's yep. so powerful, but it's also like, for me, it's also been like a man, you're fucking it up. Oh, you're not doing a good enough job. Oh, fuck. Everything you're doing is wrong. Oh, you're not, you're, oh, you should be better. Uh, like, uh, it, you, because that love is super powerful, but it can also be like a place in my head where it's like, bro, you're not good enough. You're not a good enough dad for this kid. You're not a good enough husband to this woman. You're not a good, it's like, everybody deals with that, right? Like, I'm sure both of you guys, you're like, man, I could do better. Man, I could do more. So man, every day, every day. Every single day we feel those feelings where it's like, you know, uh, man, you could have done better. Man, you could, and it's like, look, absolutely. That feeling should be channeled to the next day. What am I going to do better today? Mm. What am I going to do better today? Like, you're right. Like, I, I, I could have done better. Or maybe I couldn't. Have. Maybe I did my very best. I'm unwilling to accept that that was my best because I have this vision of myself, this future version of me, and I'm not there yet. But it's like, look, I, I only got today. What are we going to do today? And then what are we, what are we going to do better tomorrow? And, and one of the things you mentioned, I've talked to a lot of dudes um, about their marriage, and obviously some of them, like, almost on the way out. Right. I've had a lot of dudes say like, Hey man, I'm looking at like, my life would be easier if I just traded this in, you know, if I ended this relationship, you know, when they have kids, it's like, bro, would it though? <laughs> Sometimes it would, let's be honest. Some marriages were made in hell. Let's like, let's just be real about it. Some of them were, were not made on the right side of the fence. Like I, I fully acknowledge, but most, most of the time it's the perception that it'll be better. And what I, what I told this particular gentleman was like, dude, if you think your life's going to be easier when your wife marries another dude, has half your money, and there's another man who's spending half of his time with your kids, you are incorrect. You are trading one set of problems for a completely different set of problems that you're romanticizing that ain't going to be better, bro. I know it's rough right now, and you're not getting along, and you're fighting, and you, you're misaligned with some of the things that you're teaching your kids. That's fine. The alternative to this is worse, I promise. Like Dude, 90, I, 90 I get chills just time. you saying that, man. <laughs> you trade out, you trade out your problems with your spouse, you trade them out for another set of problems. Yep. Like well, it's, it's you think it, it goes back married? to the whole. You sorry, go ahead, dude. My wife's hot. You think she's not very hot, dude? You think she's not gonna play up? You think <laughs> right. I'm gonna be a dude raising my kids? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you? Like, no way, bro. Like, I'm gonna have another dude influence my children and i'm gonna want to control that motherfucker and what he says and what he does you think he's think it's hard right now dealing with my wife sometimes you like it's gonna get worse when she's not my wife and there's another dude involved and how, how's that dude gonna raise my fucking kids 
Yeah. Are, are we are we serious here? Yeah, my goal is to make my wife unemployable. <clears throat> so if there was a if there was a situation with that with another man, no no guy would ever be able to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Just ruin her. Showing <laughs> up every day that every dude every possible mate after me like nah fuck that guy my husband like Chase did it better. Yeah. Oh, she's married to. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. No, I didn't mean. To, I didn't mean to rant there. What were you saying, Cam? I don't know. Hill, it was good. <laughs> hey, so one of the things I did want to touch on, just to go back a little bit, one of the things that, like, just just from 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 kids, you know, from that standpoint, from being family, one of the things that I had to really, because I'm I'm an achiever as well. I'm words of affirmation. I want to accomplish things. Like that's that's big for me. Uh, which is good and bad, right? You know, it's it's a driver, but it's also um, something that I yearn for. And, and then I put my, you know, my self-image in other people's hands and stuff. But that's a whole nother podcast. But uh, one of the things that that I was really bad about, especially, you know, with my sons early on, was always feeling like I needed to teach them a lesson. Always feeling like I needed to, to take them to the next level. Always feeling like I had to drive improvement and stuff like how I was. And what they really cared about and what they really loved was not all the big high achievements and all the cool shit that I did, the next promotion that I had, the new car we had and the nice house and stuff. They cared about the time that I sat there with them and tied their shoes. They cared about the time that I spent there, like reading a book with them and stuff that, that we see in our busy lives as being very insignificant things, but they're big deals to them. And I had to kind of reflect on my past of not, you know, having a dad around and stuff like that. And how, like, I remember going for walks with my mom around the neighborhood, nothing at all spectacular about this. We would just go for a walk. And I used to be freaking stoked to do that. And it wasn't because there was anything like we weren't going to Disneyland or anything like that. It was just time spent with my mom, one-on-one -on -one, intentional. And yeah. that was one of the things that I had to start really getting into. Like, I don't have to do anything significant just spend intentional time with them. Even if it's 30 minutes, I got four kids, right? So there's only so much time in the day, but if I spend 30 minutes with them one-on-one -on -one intentionally, that means the world to that child far more than anything you could ever buy them or, or provide for them. Well, and they're going to learn from you anyway. Yeah. They're going to learn from you anyway. Like they're going to, they watch you, they see you, they're going to learn from you anyway. It's creating those moments. Like my dad used to do like Sunday interview, get five sons, you know, and like we, there's five boys and a little girl. And he just rap with us, like create, create an open space. Like, what are you dealing with, man? Let's just talk, yeah. you know? And like started probably when I was 15 or 16. And it was like, that was some of the most like impactful moments of my life. You know, like my dad's my hero. Yeah. Like not because of like, didn't, he didn't make a ton of money. He said he sacrificed a ton of money to be a dad and coach little league and coach soccer and be around and, just be next to us all the time. But like those little one-on-one -on -one, like interviews where he like saw me as a human being and asked me about my problems, asked me what I was dealing with, asked me about my girlfriend, asked me about like all these things just from a place of no judgment and just guidance. And man, like that's incredible. You know, like that's one of the, like, one of the coolest things. I, I, I've never heard of another dad doing that. You know, like let me pull my 17 year old aside and talk to him about like his relationship. And what he's struggling with in life and what his goals are and what his dreams are and like what his doubts are and like all those different things. It's just like, let's create an open space and let me not try and like drop the hammer on him all the time and use what he said against me. We just said, let's just talk, dude. Let's just talk. Yeah. And man, that's, 
it's so impactful because your kids are going to be who you are anyway. Unless you're like the only reason, the only way they wouldn't be is if you're driving, you're being the overdriver and now they're going to not do it out of resistance to you being a douche. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be who you are unless you try and shove it down their throat. That's a good point. It's really and good like point. My, my, vision, sure. my vision as a dad um, for whatever it's worth, right? I just love it, you know? Um, it, my job is to unleash my kids, not to like make them many versions of me. They're, they came they came through me, not to me. They're not mine. Like yeah, they're mine, it, you know, but like they don't belong to me. There's, there's another, there's another right. place here. And, and when you really think about that, um, it's it's a good reminder for sure. Like, like no, because we all, I mean, I'm sure we all do. I know I do, and I'm sure JP does. Is we try to try to mold and 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 you know create and teach and all these things develop the way that we see that they should be. And the fact of the matter is, they they are who they are long before we ever heard of them. And you know, God gave us the privilege of shepherding over them, to use our terminology uh and to bring them up through those adolescent years but uh and certainly be a good example and live a life of integrity and character and and, uh something that would be worth following but not to make them who they are i mean you can see that just now you've got multiple kids now josh has got multiple multiple kids i mean when you have more than one you start realizing how different they are you know you you start going like they i can't make them little me's anyway because they're different like my my six-year-old's personality is 180 degrees from my four-year-old's personality like they have little traits of me and they have little traits of their mom because they're around us all the time but the fact is they were created unique and they were created to be who they are going to be and we just get to kind of guide that and keep them alive for 18 years and help them channel those pieces of them that are theirs right and that's one of the things like so i shared like yeah. I was diagnosed with autism and like prior to being a dad, I kind of had a vision for how I was going to raise my kids, you know, it was like zero to six, you know, like kind of this mind mapping, like internal process, and you, like a kid on spectrum, that spectrum so broad in the first place, it's been one of the most impactful lessons for me ever was like, okay, you thought you had a plan. Let's see. You know, and it's just like, all right, how do I create, how do I create the space? There's no guidebook for this. There's no like milestone they need to talk here, do this, do this there, ride a bike here, do this. Like, I don't have, I don't have a playbook for my kid. Like the normal journey is not mine. It's my job to, to stay connected as I possibly freaking can to this kid and help him navigate his unique experience. It's going to be very different than mine. Very different. Like how he interacts. I can see, dude, the kid's a freaking genius. Yeah. Like, but he weaponizes his, he, it, dude, it's so, it's so cute. He weaponizes his autism, bro. Like, it's so funny. Like, what, what, the other, like, probably two, three weeks ago, I was, I was like, he was watching the show and uh, we have to really limit screen time with him. Otherwise, he like zones way too far in. Like, he, like if we just gave him a TV remote all day, he would, he, I, we'd never hear from him. Like, we can just, all right, he's good. He doesn't need anything. You know, so we have to really monitor that screen time for him. Otherwise, it's like he'll go 80 feet into the rabbit hole, simulating himself the whole time. And like, I was like, Leo. Leo, Leo, like gave him the hard and he didn't look at me. I knew the little turd heard me. And I was like, I kind of, I kind of said, said it quiet, like, why are you teasing me? And he, he smirks and he gives me this side eye out of the side of his face. Like, ah, you're getting a lot more than you're pretending to get. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Getting a lot more yeah. than you're pretending to get, and they do. All of them do. Yeah. You know. And so you know. Oh yeah. As as it's it's really been a blessing for me to like tune in to like, where's he at? Who does he need me to be for him? Like it's not like oh hey let's go ride a bike let's go play baseball I, we we should be doing like normal kid stuff like nope I got to meet him where he's at and do it you know like whatever he's into right now we're into that thing. Yeah. You got to figure that out. So it's it's been uh. It's been unique to say the least to like change the frame of who I need to be for my kids, not who I need to mold them into. And what I wish I had been taught at a young age is like, dude, that went out the window real quick. Yeah. Who do I need to be for? Yeah, there's a, there's That's a fine for dads to hear too, because I mean, I know I have that tendency. <clears throat> well, there's that fine line, right? Like I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm authoritarian cause I'm not quite that, that strict, but I like to like, there's certain non-negotiables in my house. Like, <clears throat> you know, you're not going to disrespect your mom. You're not going to like, there's certain things that, that, you know, we, we kind of draw the line on and it's, it's like, you know, you cross the line, then you, you assume the consequences and stuff, yeah, but there's, but there's, a, there is a, there is a line that, that you, you need to discover where, like you said, that you can be present and you can meet them where they're at and just, just be there with them and foster what their love and, and passion is in life. Uh, without trying to drive them to be something that you wish you were or you wish your dad would have done or whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> and, and you have to you have to separate the two of them. Right. And then you got to make it clear to them how you separate the two of them. Um, and, you know, timing, I was reading a book that was talking about, no, never yell at your kids when they get up in the morning, never yell at your kids when they go to bed at night. You know, it's 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 damaging to them. Um, and it's damaging to your relationship, but, uh, you know, some of those things that I've, I've had to learn cause I'm not big on, I don't like disrespect, uh, in, in any form or fashion, not just with kids, but people getting disrespected and in a really, you know, she, there's one thing to hold somebody accountable. That's totally different. Like if you're getting your feelings hurt, cause you're not doing what you said you were going to do, that's, that's on you, but somebody just being blatantly disrespectful, yeah, uh, just putting them down. Right. Like there's yeah. different disrespects huge. And like, have you ever read the book raising lions? I have not. No, that dude, it's fire. You got to read it because it talks mm. about that. Like, dude, there needs to be a boundary. They need to know that there's other people. They need to know like what's going on and like cause and effect. They don't need to get angry. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm natural consequences for your actions. And so, um, we're implementing some of that book. My wife introduced me to it, and it's been it's been awesome to read, especially with with uh, with my oldest, because you know, like, he likes to push, right? He likes to pretend like he doesn't hear, and it's like, look. I, I, there's cause and effect there's a boundary here we gotta we, we gotta draw the line and like look i'm sorry you feel bad about it i'm sorry you're crying i'm sorry you're throwing a tantrum we're, this is what we're doing for now and this is what it is so as long as we can have our heart in the right place and realize like we are like our, it is our duty to make them interact with society right so when i say unleash it doesn't mean i, I need i, I want to raise a kid who's like un unlike unsociable right like he needs to be able to have conversations realize that other people with needs and all these other things uh, unleashes is the term I use to think like, what's his potential? Where is he at? I'm supposed to unlock that for him and put him on the best path to do that. And part of that is teaching inside the home, like what I want. Our kids aren't omnipotent. You know, they're not these little, you know, they are these little creatures with infinite potential, but they're not smarter than us. I think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, let me just honor and meet where they're, I'm not one of those parents that's like, oh yeah, this kid's, he's so smart. No, 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 no. Yeah, he is obviously, but it's my job to channel that and help him channel that more importantly into something productive so i'm not like one of those you know uh years of letting your kids make decisions have turned into men winning gold medals and women swimming yeah exactly <laughs> exactly bro 
Like that's that's some that's some fuckery right there. That's a whole other topic. Fuckery. Yeah, it really is for sure. And like, look, I, I, whatever he wants to do or she wants to do. Sorry, I didn't mean misgender or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the thing. But like, whatever they want to do. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. Yeah, <laughs> I like what you did there. Whatever they want to do is fine with me, right? Like, I don't care what they how they live life. I'll call them whatever name they want. Call them whatever the pronoun they want. But when it comes to like, if I had a little girl, ain't no way. She's going to be like in, in junior high and high school. Ain't no way she's competing with a biological male. Ain't no way. I'm pulling her out. Yeah. It ain't happening. What? Like prepubescent, like we're good. You know, they're the yeah. same. They're the same. But postpubescent, secondary sex characteristics come in, testosterone comes in, we're out. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. Dropping that real quick. Well, it goes back to drawing that line, right? Like there's, there's, there's lines that you got to draw in different areas. That's why, like, all this, all these different, um, I don't even know what you social justice warrior movements and stuff like that. That's, that's coming out. Like, like some of this stuff is, is just, you know, like you get your feelings hurt about, you know, somebody not calling you the right pronoun or whatever it may be and stuff like that. But like, you know, being offended does not change everybody else's life. Like you, if you're offended about everything, then you might need to take a deeper look inside on why you're getting offended about everything. And then like, at what point do you, do you draw the line? Like when they're talking about, like I didn't realize you can be like a non-binary robot and, and all these different things that, that are, you know, like at some point, like you, you gotta, well, that's, like, that's the problem with it. That's what Charlie Kirk always talks about. He always asks like, yeah, you know, how, well, many? How, how many are there? Yeah. And nobody can answer. And he's like, that's the issue right there. And, and here's my piece with it. Like, cause I don't have their experience. I don't have any judgment. You know, I obviously have my, my own experience with it and my own preconceived notions, but like, look, my job isn't to validate you. That's yeah, your job. Yeah. Yeah. like that's what, uh, it comes self-worth that's that's yeah, why they're offended it's validation bro like self like i want you to be able to val- you don't need to validate me like for crying out loud i was a mormon missionary in my early 20s and people call me elder they're very polite about it they're frost cool <laughs> nice of course i'll call you whatever freaking name you want people play pretend with me when i was 19 called me elder like it's okay yeah. I'll, I'll do that but like at the end of the day the person that needs to validate themselves is, like the person that needs to get the to give the validation is from within Right. And what we're trying to do is kind of create this thing where everybody validates everyone with everything. And it's like, no, that's completely stupid. We're never right. going to do that. Mm-hmm. Never going to happen. The yep. person that I want to, to validate themselves is, is them. Like that's the only person that needs to validate your existence and your experience, and all the things that are going on inside you. Like you need to be cool with you. You don't need me to be cool with you. Yeah. Right. Like that's like, that's, that's a bandaid to a bigger problem. And so yeah. like I'm bringing it back to fatherhood is like, that's, that's what I want my kids to be able to do like self-validate self-love self-confidence self-worth like those internal attributes like are what we're trying to raise and putting them like letting them choose the scenario you know obviously i don't want i I want him to wrestle right i want him to do jiu-jitsu i want him to do sports but if he wants to play freaking trombone and and be a ventriloquist dude i don't give a shit like his job is going to be to validate himself right and as you were talking earlier uh pj was like you know or jp my bad um, was like, you know, sometimes I look at other people for my validation, yeah. right? Yeah, that happens, right? Yeah. Like that, that, that happens to all of us, but the person that needs that the most is right here. It's yeah. not our spouse. It's not our kids. It's not our business partners. It's not like people in the tribe. Like it's us and we can work on borrowed light from time to time, you know, but for the most part, it's got to come from like, right, right fucking here. Have you guys read away the bar, uh, becoming a barbarian? Mm-mm. Any good books you're dropping? Dude, this one's fire. Uh, and, and not everybody likes Jack Donovan. Uh, 
um, I like a lot of the things that he says. I, I don't agree with everything that he says, but like, I, I like a lot of the things that he says is, is understanding who your we is. Hmm. Like who's we and the we's become big. We are all citizens of the world. We, it's a we, we're all humankind. You know, that's cool. Yes. And who's my we? Who's my circle of feedback? Who would claim me as we? Like finding it, like in, in, I'm assuming a lot of the, the people listening to this podcast are men, right? It's finding who your we is. Who do you accept feedback from? Who is your tribe? Who, I'm not going to argue with anybody. If they're not in my we group, like I'm not, I, I don't, I don't need to have a conversation. I don't really you. care what you think, honestly. It's none of your business. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The arguments are for the for the in group, not for everybody. I don't need to make everybody part of my we everybody's welcome you know but like at the end of the day like if it's not if there's not alignment there's not alignment so like it's fine in finding out who that is is so important as a man because we are we're tribal like like if you want to go back to biblical times like man's not meant to be alone it wasn't just about with the woman yeah right like like hey we need a tribe we need people to be around we need other men to hold us as hold us powerful we'll have those moments where we're we're fucking down and like there's this famous TikTok that goes around, like, who do you call when you're at the lowest? And then it's like, it's all sad. It's like a dude, like dudes who get on like fucking nobody. I'm a dude. That's fu- that's the that's the saddest thing I ever heard. All right. Yeah. I got yeah. 30 dudes I could call and I'm like, hey man, I'm fucking struggling. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. all I need to hear is like, hey dude, stop being a little bitch. You fucking got this. Let's go. And hang up yeah. the phone on me. I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. I, I need that. Hey, you yeah. got this, bro. Hey, I'm sorry you're having a rough time, but you can fucking do it. That's yeah. all I need to hear sometimes, dude. Like that's all, that's it. You're right. I am, and I do. Boom. But who 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 we connect ourselves with with as men, where we can be fully seen, fully heard, fully acknowledged, fully known. And like when I say fully seen, they can see what you have. They know you have the sauce, right? They know you got. They know you well enough to know, like, hey, you fucking got this, dude. And like to hold you accountable when you're being a little bitch, right? Like sometimes we are and like that's that's the i think for a, a man needs to know where his where his we is like their 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 identity is in the we who are we not just who am i who are we and i think that's something that we we overlook and that's why i love like what you guys are doing is like you're, you're creating a group where there is a we hmm. there is a tribe of men who are who are dedicated to becoming the best version of themselves and stop being you know a, a little bitch and creating the, the container for them to thrive and for them to be held accountable and for them to be seen and to be heard and to be known and like, you know, and to, and to not hide and have the support that they need. Cause look, doing, doing things alone is tough, man. No man's an Island. Every dude I've looked up to every dude that I, 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 I look at like, man, I like those attributes. I want to be like them. None of them are alone. There's no, there's no one self-made. Every one of them had a tribe or they created their own. You know, they created the group where it's like, Hey, this is us. And that's of them. And here's what we are doing. And as long as that stays a- along the lines of like, you know, improvement, growth and, and, and abundance and love, like, dude, it's going to freaking flourish. And that's where men become the best version of themselves when they, they have a group of men who can help them be that. But if you think you can do it alone, I've tried to do it alone, having like all of the, all of the tools necessary. And I've never been able to sustain by myself. Ever. Yeah. No one's ever done anything great alone. No, that's, yeah. They don't, they don't do it by themselves. That's for sure. I think that's one of the things we respected a lot about what you guys do with the program is that, that 
that's a big part of it. I mean, you, you've created that container where dudes can hold each other accountable, where they can, uh, you know, gain energy from each other. They can grow through each other. Uh, they can cry on each other's shoulder when they need to and, you know, and respect it and know it's part of it. And they, you know, wipe off the tears and move on. I mean, like all of that is so hugely important. And, you know, this, we were talking about, you know, this fake masculinity back, you know, earlier in the episode of, being tough and I got this and I got it all figured out and all that bullshit. When the truth of the matter is, I think where we're finally getting to uh, understand what a real man is, is sometimes you just got to be like, I don't got it. You know, I, I, I want to have it and I know I'm capable of having it, but I need some help right now. Yeah. And, but right now I, I, I'm not finding the sauce that I know that I have. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. I mean, yeah. my dad's generation was a generation of you're not allowed to not have it figured out. Like, yeah. even if you don't have it figured out, you fucking fake it. And, and it's not disrespecting my dad. My dad's my hero. I love my dad. Yeah. And he was like, I, I couldn't ask for anybody better as an example. But the one thing that I could say, the difference between he and I is that uh, I am more, well, he doesn't cry. And I do, <laughs> you know, like I'm the guy that's like, I'm going to tear up and show emotion. And I'm, and, and I'm going to be like, dude, I, I need a brother, you know, or, or I, I need some strength from above or whatever. Cause I just don't have it right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to be transparent about that and admit it. And I'm also willing to fix it. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and like, look, from a standpoint of a marriage, like, look, on days where I don't have it figured out, do, I, do you think it's powerful for my wife for me to go to her and say, hey, babe, I'm really struggling right now. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, how, how, like, how's she supposed to carry my weight too, motherfucker? Yeah, right. We'll make her carry that shit. Are you fucking kidding me? She's got enough fucking weight to carry. She doesn't need to carry mine. But that doesn't mean I need to carry it alone, right? And right. men, typically, that's what we do. Like Joe Rogan, the, the, like he talked about in the podcast once, he talks about like most men are, are struggling in quiet desperation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, totally true. That's why we have to be like, dude, we're meant to be in a fucking tribe. We're meant to be with other men who can like hold us and for us to hold other men accountable. Because as we do, we fucking, we, we, we meet that same standard that we're holding other people to. Coaching has been like a, a, a great, an incredible blessing in my life i've, I've done it one-on-one -on -one for a long time just kind of and like my buddies have always turned to me for relationship advice and career advice and stuff like that in the programs and i finally stepped into actually owning that role and it's been incredible for me to like have like a formal hey now i'm coaching you motherfucker because i have to live up to the same standards i'm holding you to now if i'm gonna hold you accountable that makes me hold myself accountable at the same at the same at the same end yeah. And like, look, you, can't, you, you don't get to hold your woman accountable like you hold your bro brothers accountable. Yeah, yeah. Let me know how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for your woman to hold to hold you accountable like your brothers are holding you accountable. How much fucking work do you expect her to do? Yeah. Oh, I got to worry about me and my kids and your fucking ass. Really? Really? That's I it. That's what I can imagine how that conversation would go at my house. Honey, stop being a little bitch. My wife, like, if I'm not out of bed, you say that I'm on fire immediately. Yeah. If you beat me out of bed and I'm sleeping and you say that, hey, you're going to be a little bitch today, you're going to get up, do some fucking work. I'm on. Yeah. She had to say it like twice in her, in her whole life. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> activate. <laughs> like, activate. <laughs> active, savage activate. <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Like, but, but at the same time, that shouldn't be her. It's just not her duty. Mm hmm. It's my duty to be in a group of men where like, if I'm fucking struggling where I can, you know, cast my bird pain, pain shared is pain divided. Mm. 
and I don't need to divide it with my wife. Yeah. She has enough. I'm not saying I don't need to hide it from her. Obviously, that's like I'm not, I'm not like be be vulnerable with your woman. Obviously, but like man, when when I'm in the depth and in my pit, the last thing she needs to see is me crying and saying, "Hey, babe, I'm really worried about this. I'm really worried about. I'm really worried about my ability to provide for my family right now. Things aren't going like I anticipated." Yeah, that's the weight she needs. They were mean to me today. Wait yeah, to leave, bro. Wait to leave. <laughs> Up and say, hey, Cam, dude, I'm, I'm fucking struggling right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole different conversation. You it, know? It's a different conversation. And you can, like, you don't have to carry that weight after the call. She's going to carry the next yeah, three or yeah. four weeks. Oh, exactly. Because, you know, we'll just be like, fucking suck it up, dude, or whatever the, 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 the more like, hey, whatever it counts out. for. It. And then it's over. It, it's over. It's just like when dudes fight, dudes fight, they, you know, punch each other in the face and then they're boys and they have a beer. Girls, yeah. you know, girls think they're mad at each other for six months before they talk, and then they realize neither one of them were mad. Exactly, and so like, I can't, I can't even uh, like, I can't overemphasize like the importance to be in a container, mm. to be in a brotherhood, because like, you can't do it alone, and your wife's not your brother. Yeah, if she is. Yeah, like then you need to move out of West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guys, it's great people in West Virginia. We love you. Yeah, I'm sure. from Mississippi. I can say it. I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say or Mississippi, and then like yeah. you got me. <laughs> like, uh, but, but I, I just feel like, man, I've tried to do it alone so much. Like I'm a rock. We have this romanticized version of the isolated hero who's like just stoic in his principles. He's by himself. It's like every fucking movie ever, you know. But really, it's like, dude, who are my Avengers? Yeah. Who are the people yeah. that have my fucking back? Who are the people? That, like i can go to who are the people that i can turn to and like look if your wife's a rock great more than likely she's not yeah and if she is i don't know if she wants to be bingo more more than likely that's the that's the one I'm right there to, I, I i i don't claim to be an expert on every relationship that's why like like look every relationship's different right business business finances or like finances uh your your connection with god like your, 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 like, and then you have like your, your, uh, what's it called? I'm drawing a blank here. Um, you got your family focus, finance, and fitness. Like three of those are pretty, like, you do X, you get Y. Oh, family, yeah. there's always a variable. There's always a variable, and every dynamic is different. Mm-hmm. So what you say to one dude is different than what you say to another dude. Their, their relationship's different. So typically, what I'm coaching is it's reflection internally. Like dudes yep. will call up, like, dude, I'm ready to fucking kill my wife. Like, that's great, bro. You should just tell her that. Let's see if that creates the relationship that you want. Like, that's awesome. Because like, usually it's a reflection of your internal turmoil. Your relationship is a great mirror. And usually what we're doing is putting off our own bullshit onto our wife or onto our girlfriend or whoever it is. It's usually not about them. It's about us 99% of the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 9.9. So when you're, oh, we don't want to hear that shit, Chase. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I'm gonna say it right fucking now. <laughs> he jumped in the screen on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. because I, I, that's what it is. Like usually, my frustration with my wife, like let's say we're everybody fights about sex and money. There's never enough of either, right? Like never enough of either. And like at the end of the day, usually if it's like, look, I I, I want to have sex, I want to feel connected. Well, if I connected with myself. 
I'm not talking about jerking off. I'm talking about like, have I meditated? <laughs> have I prayed? Have I journaled? Have yeah. I reached inside or am I using my connection with my wife to fill a gap? Mm. And that's the place that I've had to go like multiple times. Yeah. And even she called me out on like, hey, fill your own fucking cup for once. And she's not saying go in the other room and take care of it. She's saying like, hey, if you want to feel some love, you know, because she's not like my, you know, she's not there on demand. She's got her own shit to deal with. Yeah. Right. And so like you, in a lot of cases, a lot of the things that we, you know, worry about, you know, oh, we don't have enough money. Well, my wife's spending all my money. Well, am I capable of making more? Absolutely. Again, yeah. I have the strength for service and I'm trying to withhold my strength. And I feel like yeah. most men are hiding their strength or numbing it or doing something, <clears throat> doing something so they don't have to do it. It's avoiding the use of like the fucking strength that we have because we're all built strong. Every one of our ancestors guarantee you they murdered someone. It was oh, my yeah. life or there, right? Like, like every one of us has a savage inside of us. And it's like, how do I kill this guy? And we're taught at a very young age, like, hey, sit down, be quiet, shut up, check the boxes. Mm. No one ever taught us how to be a man. No one ever taught us how to be a savage. No one ever taught us how to deal with like the darkness, like that side of us. And like, we're left here like, oh, all right, well, it looks like I got to just kill that. You know, and it's like, no, nah, dude. No. It's like I need to handle that motherfucker into something productive. Well, society's tried to vilify that is what it's really tried to do. You know, being a savage is oh, it's it's unacceptable. So so offensive. But hey, I so I want to be I want to be certainly respectful of your time and 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 our family and stuff like that. But one of the things before we wrap up, um, I know you said you've been on a personal growth journey as as have we. For the past 10 years, um, a lot of clients that we work with are kind of newer into their into their growth phase and, and really starting to get into that growth mindset um, and, and deal with their personal growth. If uh, if you could leave our listeners with anything like if you were to talk to yourself 10 years ago, what would you do differently uh, than than where you're at right now uh, to get to where like people that are starting their journey? Cool. I already ranted super hard about being in a group like that. Number one, don't try and do this shit alone. Like, but, but really um, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was you're the cause and you are the cure. Everything in your life that you don't like, it's your fault. And if it's not your fault, it's your responsibility. And if it's your responsibility, like you fix it. You're the cure. Like you have the sauce and it's about accessing it. Like it's really hard to do it alone. You can't, you just can't. It's so hard to look at yourself from an objective, from an objective standpoint. Yeah. It's so hard to look at your own bullshit, you know, while you're in your head. Some of the times dudes, like I have, I have this dude that I've been coaching for probably seven or eight years. Like he, he came to me after high school was really struggling. I said, Hey, look, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll coach you. But if, if you do want, if you don't do everything I tell you to every time we talk, we ain't fucking doing this. Yeah. Like you're going to journal, you're going to fucking do what I tell you to, or I'm not like, I'm not doing this. You don't have money to pay me. So like, I'm not like, we're, we're, we're making it happen. And sometimes he'll call me knowing he's going to get dick kicked, but just needing someone else to like, Hey, help me get out of my own way. Help me get out of my own head. Like, I know I'm in it right now. Help me see it differently. You know, yep. because even in the moment, he's aware that he's wrong. He's aware that he's making things happen. And like, he just can't seem to, it, it happens to all of us. 
right? Like I have, like I call, I, I call people when I'm in my own fucking head, like, dude, man, my wife and I did like a, we, we started a 30 day sex fast. You know how much space that owned for me? Of course we broke it early. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You know, yeah. But it was like, hey, you know, I want to, she was like, I want to create intimacy and connection outside of the sex. And like, I had to take a deep breath and, you know, I called a few people that I trust, like, hey, like, I'm open to this because she's been, like, she's always been active in, 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 uh, about fulfilling those things for me, you know, like, she's, she's never been like, ah, fuck you, you know, this is everything you think is stupid and like, like, she's been open, you know, so if she wants to create intimacy a different way, I, why am I not going to be open? That's stupid, you know, like, I went 27 years without sex, you just took my virginity, you know, <laughs> like, at, at 27, what's a, what's a month, you know, yeah. like, let's try it, let, let's try it, and, 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 uh, at the end of the day, like I had people that I needed to call, you know, like, and, and I, I you can't, you just, my, the thing I learned early was I, like, as a wrestler, I've always been a solo guy. And what I didn't yeah. realize early on in, in my personal development journey is like, I can't do this alone. And looking back, I always had coaches, I always had teammates, I always had mentors, I always had guides who helped me see things that I couldn't see that could take me someplace. So whether it's with you guys, or with the program or anywhere else. There's so many really good fucking coaches out there right now. So many people that are trying to help men break these patterns. Find, like, if you're new in the journey, find your we and find the people who can guide you in this phase. And who's, who's going to guide you in this phase may not be the person who's going to guide you in your next phase. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's like you're the cause, you're the cure, and you'll be the cause of your future problems and the cure of your future yeah. problems. Well, so. That's- that's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's good. I got, I got, don't, don't try to do this shit alone from right from the get go. When you start to, when you start on your journey to grow, you better find your, we like how you said that as well. And then you're the cause and you're the cure. You got to own it. You're, you're the responsible party in every aspect of your life. So I couldn't agree with that more. Um, Hey, why don't you tell everybody, uh, what, uh, how to get a hold of you, how to, how to follow you or what your, your handles are and stuff before yeah, we wrap I'm, up. I'm on social, uh, Instagram, the impossible chase becoming the impossible version of myself. Right. And so, uh, the impossible chase, uh, we're, we're hosting an event in, uh, in, in t- Tennessee, May 11th through 13th, mm-hmm. you know, like it's going to be fire, you know, it's kind of, you know, secretive, you know, like show up, it's a scholarship event, you fill out the application online at reprogrameverything.com. And uh, we got some killer speakers. These guys came, like it's a fire mm-hmm. event. Like it's it we did a killer freaking job with it. We put a lot of time and energy into it. We had a great coaching staff and it is transformational. Like that's the goal is not give you information, but give, help give you transformation. Yeah. And that's- so as I talked earlier, is we read books, it's good. It's easy to get information. It's what we're, what we're seeking for is transformation. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. That's deep thought too. Yeah. And I can vouch for that. Uh, and I'm sure Cam can as well being a part of that. Um, uh, that event was, was impactful for sure. Um, and then just meeting some of the guys, it was awesome, man. Cause it was, it was totally different from anything that I've ever been around. I've, I've been to plenty of seminars, uh, and that was, that was totally different. Uh, yeah, totally different than anything that I've been, ever been a part of, but, uh, Cam, you got anything else before we wrap things up? No, I think it's awesome. Chase, appreciate you being on here, brother, man. This is, I, I can't wait to go back and listen to this because you dropped so many nuggets. I just, I want to go soak it back in, but uh, yeah, I appreciate your time. Appreciate this, this friendship we're developing here. And uh, yeah, look at JP freaking awesome. engineer. Um, 
and uh, and and I will I will double down on what JP said. The 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 program event uh, we were privileged to be at one recently, and uh, it is transformational if you'll dive in and, and be present in the moment there and uh, just let it happen. And uh, Chase is a big part of that, so definitely follow what he's doing. Got a hell of a lot of respect for you, brother. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate. You. So, are we gonna wrap after this is over, real quick? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. For sure. So, and, and, uh, just, you know, one more thing when this comes out and you're listening to it, we're about one week out from, uh, our high carbon experience, the first, very first high carbon experience for the men reforged program, uh, going to be legit. So, uh, be looking out for, um, some of the results from that and some of the, the stuff that will be posted afterwards. Cause you probably missed out. If you're listening to this right now, we only had 20 tickets that we were going to get out. Um, and we are about booked up now. So, uh, more than likely you'll miss out on this one, but we will have plenty more, uh, after this one. So uh, be looking out for that. You've been part of the movement.